Welcome to the Fantasy Football Mentors Podcast. What's up, everybody? All my protégés, this is the Fantasy Football Mentor. Now, I am here today with a great episode recapping week one. Uh, Go ahead over to fantasyhoodies.com. Use Mentor in the checkout for 10% off. Those are amazing hoodies. And then also visit my website at fantasysportsmentor.com. I'm going to update those second week rankings here soon. Now, I do have a guest here today. Um, It's my boy, Gage Bridgeford, uh, to bring us in with some second analysis instead of just hearing my ass all the time. Um, So how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Cool, cool. Um, So, you know, we just kind of wanted to recap the uh, week one events uh, real quick for you guys. So uh, we're going to start at quarterback today. And uh, Gage, we're going to go ahead and start with you, man. Who do you have? Okay. um, So Lamar Jackson, I'm going to mention him. He's not the guy I want to talk about, but you got to mention it. 17 for 20, 324 yards, five touchdowns. And as he said in his post-game press conference, not bad for a running back. The dude only had three carries for six yards. Coming into the year, I mean, his whole thing, everyone was like, oh, he's going to be a top guy just because he can run the ball. He didn't run the ball, and he was the top scorer at quarterback, barring what these Monday night quarterbacks are doing. And it's about almost halftime, and they're not doing anything. So, But no, the guy I want to talk about is Dak Prescott. I don't know if he just is the giant killer or what it is, but the last two times he's played the Giants, he's put up 400, over 400 yards, put up four touchdowns, and he's just he's been a monster. I think that he and the Cowboys offense have a ton of talent. Um, I think Randall Cobb, uh, as a, I'm a Packer fan, um, as like I think Randall Cobb was let go just because he was going to get too expensive, but I think he adds a great um, dynamic to that uh, Cowboys offense, gives uh, Dak a great weapon underneath when, um, like, Jason Witten is, yeah, he's there, but he's not really he's not really what he was. Same thing with, uh, I believe, Jeff Swain. Um, so I think Dak Prescott's got a lot of weapons there, and I really liked what I saw out of him in week one. Only seven incompletions, um, and he only had four carries for 12 yards, but when you got that offensive line in front of you, you're not really going to have to deal with um, – defenders in your face all that often so yeah those are two you know those were definitely the two top performers of the week and I mean most people no one let's be honest was even had either of those guys in their top five um there's maybe a few people who had Jackson out there but I don't know if they fully believed in that just going off you know he's he's got some throwing mechanic issues and some other things but and I mean just to throw on that Jackson point he had 20 he only had 20 passes in that game so he was 17 for 20 for five touchdowns that's I mean the that's whole crazy. big thing about Jackson coming out of college was that he couldn't drive the underneath ball and that's and that has largely stayed true. And he does have some throwing mechanic issues on those lower, on those shorter intermediate routes. But on those deep balls, which is what he was scoring on yesterday, he was money on those. That's what he's been money on in college, high school. NFL is the first time he hasn't been the best player on the field by 17 miles. Yeah. So I think with Hollywood Brown being healthy, Miles Boykin's a decent deep threat. Willie Sneed's not bad. I think that they have the pieces there. Now, I don't think he's going to put up 33 points every single week. I just, that's not going to happen. But I think that he does, I think he easily has this upside every week. Um, I Like, if he put up 
average 20 to 25 a year all year is anybody going to be surprised no that's i think that's easily going to make him a top five quarterback i mean if he puts up 20 if he puts up close to 25 i feel like every game from now on i mean that's going to be that's going to be a top yeah, quarterback, I, so. say, I wish i had more dynasty shares of him yeah, um, and then I mean on Dak, I'm I'm actually a Cowboys fan. Sorry, me and Gage are kind of kind of new to each other here, also, and I'm a huge Cowboys fan. And Dak, I mean, it may have been his best best game as as a pro. I mean, amazing accuracy. Uh, didn't even, and I mean, just to throw in Lamar and Dak did not have to run very much at all. They were just using their arms. So. Um, that was just really impressive by both those guys. So the, the guy I wanted to talk about real quick is um, Matthew Stafford. Now, Matthew Stafford coming into this season, I mean, what was he ranked? The 20th quarterback? I mean, this is a guy who's been a top five quarterback in many fantasy seasons and usually puts up big numbers. And um, there's just some talk of him being injured uh, last season. And I, I think that that might have been true. Uh, he, he, had a, he had a good game, uh, 385, three touchdowns. Um, and I mean, no picks. Yeah, no picks, right? <laughs> that's got to be the most. He had more rushing question. yards by himself than Lamar and Dak combined. I just like on three carries. He did. He had twenty-two yeah. versus eighteen for the other two guys. Just, just want to point that out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I mean, hopefully that it's it's a uh, comeback season for him because honestly, I have him in a couple of super flex leagues as my second quarterback. To be honest with you, um, so honestly, that's I, I hope that it works out for me. That that should be really nice for everyone that you know, took that plunge and kind of waited a little bit longer for that second QB in those super flex leagues. Um, so let's go ahead and move to the running backs now. Um, who, uh, who was your first guy, Gage? Uh, my first guy that I want to talk about is, is actually my guy that I want to talk about is Austin Eckler. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to mention it, 42.9 points in PPR. It's, just, it's astounding. It's amazing. But Austin Eckler is the guy I want to talk about. The guy was – projected to score 15 points he scored 39 and 39.4 like he was crazy he, he single-handedly crushed yards. me he had a touchdown he had he won he was a weak winner like oh, if you yeah. played him he was your weak winner <laughs> i had people all week long do i play jet eckler do i play jet jackson do it but going back and forth i'm like you play eckler he's the guy if you like if you're in standard maybe but for the most part you're you're playing Eckler. He's going to get the majority of the touches. He had 18, and he would have had 19 if he caught his seventh target. But he had 96 yards, two touchdowns, a rushing touchdown. As long as Melvin Gordon is out, Austin Eckler is worth starting. The Colts have a good defense. It's not a great defense, but it's a good defense, and Austin Eckler played uh, amazing. So if you have Austin Eckler, which I don't because I avoid – any situations that are issues like this, hence why mm-hmm. I don't own Zeke or Tony Pollard in any league. But if you own Eckler, you're playing him. As long as Melvin Gordon's not in the game, you're playing him, and you're going to be happy with it. Yeah, I think you are. And, you know, I was kind of, you know, I and I still am. I mean, Justin Jackson played well, too. They both they both played pretty well, but Eckler just got just a, a massive amount of work. And uh, I was kind of on that side of the Justin. Like, I have some shares of Justin Jackson just because he was going so late. I mean, and early on in the summer, he was going undrafted if you drafted then. So um, I, I definitely have a lot of shares of him. And, I mean, we'll see. But, it, I mean, going off of that game, it seems like Eckler is the man there. There's no doubt about that. Um, so 
the guy I wanted to talk about is a guy that I, I feel like everybody was questioning, really questioning coming into this season uh, because of what he did um, for 11 games as opposed to, what was it, five games at the end, and that's Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry came out there and really showed that, I mean, he is that that big play guy, that guy that, that, you know, if you give him the volume, he's going to produce. He had 19 attempts for 84 yards and a touchdown, and more importantly, he had the one <laughs> reception for 75 yards and a touchdown. So he was a number three back um, on the week. He had CMC at 32 uh, or 33, and then you had uh, Cook, um at uh, 24, what is this? Is this an even in? That might be in standard, but... Um, Honestly, though, shout out Dalvin Cook, man. Yeah, no, that's in standard. That's in standard, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, because McCaffrey yeah, yeah. 42 PR and Dalvin at You're right, you're right, you're right. CMC was, that was great. It was great to see Dalvin Cook get back to what he is. He's an explosive player. He only had two catches on the day, but he had those two touchdowns, which really helped um, really boost his numbers up for the day. I got a lot of Dalvin Cook shares this, off se- uh, this year. I... I tried to target him in that mid in that second round. Like if I could, it, like if he came to me, depending on what other players were on the board, hmm. he was the guy that I wanted. I didn't want Nick Chubb. I I didn't want Le'Veon Bell if he slipped to me. I wanted Dalvin Cook because I knew that the t- Vikings were going to go back to the ground. I didn't know they were going to make Cousins throw less than ten times per game, but I knew Cook was going to be heavily featured. He was a year removed from the ACL injury, so I wanted Dalvin Cook and. If this is what he's going to bring all year, then I am a very happy owner. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think he will bring this every game, but it's just, will he stay healthy? That's literally the only thing keeping Dalvin Hook back, and I think we're all aware of that. But, I mean, y'all, I mean, you draft, you drafted him a lot, then you, you drafted him with that in mind, so you obviously love the upside and, I mean, love what he's been doing in camp. There's, there's not a lot of injury concern as of right now, so... Um, he he should be a great play down the stretch. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's you know a top three running back at the end of the season, top four, top five in that range. Um, a guy I want to just throw out here real quick, and this is the reason I want to throw him out there is, is Chris Carson. And Chris Carson didn't have some amazing day on the ground, but if you look, he had seven targets and six receptions. If they are passing to Chris Carson this this much, he is going to become a you did, like everyone was talking about this solid RB two. This is an RB one. I mean, that's going to be an RB one if he's getting those type of numbers. What What do you think about Carson this week? Um, Carson this week outperformed what I expected. I thought he had a good matchup. Um, I've been really down on Carson all year, all off season. I wrote multiple um, times this off season that I didn't want shares of him. That and it has nothing to do with his talent. Because I think he's a supremely talented player. I think he's playing on an offense that's going to be going to be good this year. I think he's going to get featured a lot. But um, his injury issues in the past to kind of warded me off that, and along with Rashad Penny, the Seahawks invested a first round pick in him last year. Mm-hmm. I expected him to get more of a workload. If Car- if this is going to be Carson's workload every week, then yeah, he's. He's. I think he's still in the RB2 conversation. I don't think he's going to be an RB1. I think this week was more of an outlier. Like Tyler Lockett didn't have a catch until the fourth quarter. So I just think that – I think Carson's going to be good. If this is his workload all year and he's healthy, I think that he's going to – That I think that you're going to start him every week, and I was dumb for not getting shares of him. But I felt he was, I felt he was being overdrafted. Um, 
and I, I'm wrong on this one, but I stand, I honestly, I stand by my statement for the year. I think that he's going to finish as a low-end RB2. I think that it, um, the value or the split between him and Penny is going to be closer than it was in week one. Um, and that's just that's just my thought on that. But I do want to point out Tariq Cohen, if you own him in standard leagues, I'm sorry he is no longer a running back. If you own him in PPR, be happy. Otherwise, yeah, he, I, he, he might find some bench space. I, I started him this week in one of my leagues in a PPR league. <laughs> oh, man, he was running all these the dude had routes no out carries, of the slots. It was awesome. Not even, not even <laughs> one for zero yards. He had no carries. He had eight catches for 49 yards. He lined up as a running back for one snap all game. He was a wide receiver the, last, the rest of the time. Right. He's basically Duke Johnson. Right, he almost he almost reminds me of like a dude who plays like a wing back position, and that was like a position whenever you were in elementary school. I don't know if they actually use that a lot, like in the NFL. But he reminds me of like a little, just a little scat guy, man, and that just uh, is going to run little short routes and and just do little things. But honestly, in a PPR league, he's he's worth owning. I mean, he's going to give you a, a nice floor play against teams that you know just don't have a good secondary every week. So. Because he can beat linebackers, of course, no problem. Um, so uh, let's go on to uh, some wide receivers. And uh, who did you want to talk about first, man? <laughs> um, let's see. I want to talk about, first I want to mention John Ross. He had a great game. I do not see this carrying on all year. I don't see it happening. He was projected to have nine points. He finished with 34.8 in PPR. If no. you own him in like DFS or you got lucky on him this week because you're in a super deep league, that's great. I just I don't know if I see it. I think he had a couple balls that he got really lucky on that he turned into big plays that turned into touchdowns. He's great. He's talented. He's fast. I don't know if I see it all year. But no, I want to talk about Marquise Brown because I think he's the key to Deshaun Jack or to Lamar Jackson staying at this pace all year. Marquise Brown was brought in to stretch the field, to get down the field, to get open and do that. That's what he did. He had four catches, 147 yards, and two touchdowns. Those are Randy Moss numbers. He had five targets on the day, and he had and he had 147 yards. I love Marquise Brown's fit with Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson's best trait is his long ball right now. His, it's his long ball and his running ability. But if he can hit Brown down the field that and – if he can hit Brown down the field, Brown can be this all year. He can be what Deshaun Jackson was in, like, 2013. I think that's the year it was because I owned him, and that was the year that he was he stayed healthy all year, and he was, like, a top-five receiver. So Marquise Brown, um, I think that his stock was really low because he came in injured, and he's just been struggling with injuries all preseason and training camp. But I think this week he showed that he, what he can do as a big-play guy. I don't know how much value he's going to bring to you if he doesn't hit that big play. But then again, he's that's why he's like Deshaun Jackson. He's got to go. If he hits the big play, he's going to get you the points. He's going to get you the value. No one's catching him. The dude's got wheels that makes him outrun anybody else on the field. Yeah. Marquise Brown mm-hmm. just gets one deep ball. It just takes one deep ball for him to make it the day. Yeah, I, I like that Marquise Brown one. I mean, we do have to remember they're literally playing maybe one of the worst defenses in the past two seasons <laughs> of NFL yeah, but, football. I mean, Miami's best, de- but best defenders are their corners and safeties, though. 
Yeah, I, 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 and I'm not saying uh, guys that do what he does and have his skill set, which is going for deep balls, they're always great guys to have because they're always guys that, that you can throw out there for that for that big shot that week. So I'm not trying to say that that you know he's he's going to be bad the rest of the way. I'm just saying like you're literally going to be taking shots in the dark. Um, nor I mean when playing him, like he probably wouldn't be as high on my waiver wire, you know, this week, um, as, as a couple of other guys. Um, but I, I, I do like his upside obviously, but he is kind of that just Deshaun Jackson type. And yeah. actually, I mean, I we do can, want to point out yeah. though that six of the top 10 wide receivers this week in PPR were deep ball guys. We're deep ball guys. Yeah, you're right. It, the only four that you didn't have were T.Y., Keenan Allen, Philip Dorsett, and Larry Fitzgerald. And even Philip Dorsett's kind of a big play guy. Yeah, no, he's so, fast. He runs a four so three you, three or something. So then, so yeah, like six out of ten were deep play, were big play guys. Which Sammy Watkins had an amazing day, but <clears> I think, but I think that that just shows that if like a guy hits, it's he's worth putting in your lineup. Like he's at like it, and I think Marquise Brown is the clear number one receiver in that offense. I don't see anybody else surpassing him in that role. No, so, for sure. I don't know how – like, and also, Deshaun Jackson only threw 20 passes, and Marquise Brown had a 25% target share. So yeah, maybe if he's in the game longer, he gets more targets. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, he's he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. There's no doubt about that. I'm sh- He may be on your waiver wire. Um, he probably is in a lot of leagues. Um, I think he's – what is he, like 40% owned around there? So, somewhere around there. I'm kind of forgetting. It is but, not a high ownership yet. Yeah, so – under 50% owned, could be available in your leagues if you do need that long shot guy, no doubt. Um, so just to go, I mean, we'll, we'll go in that direction. His his mentor, if you will, <laughs> um, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, Jesus Christ, it looked like he was 20, 27, old, 27 years old again. Um, 10 targets, 8 receptions, 154 yards, 2 touchdowns. And as you can imagine, those 2 touchdowns were 2 over 50-yard bombs. Um, it seems like him and Wentz uh, are starting to develop quite the connection, and maybe this is a huge bounce-back year for um, Deshaun Jackson. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And then, of course, you know, your boy T.Y. was up there. I mean, good night. It, it, you're right. It was long ball central. You got Smokey Brown. Yeah. I mean, Shark, even DJ Shark. I mean, I, I don't know how consistent that's going to be over there, but... You know, it's it's that's definitely a waiver wire ad too for the wide receivers, no doubt. And I mean Watkins, I I, I think I think he's going to be amazing to own while Hill's out. I think we all need to temper our expectations a little bit whenever Hill comes back. But I have heard that Hill won't. I mean, I I, I heard a quote from Sammy Watkins himself today that acted like Tyreek Hill was going to be out for seven eight weeks which would devastate some people. So I don't, I don't know that Hill's going to be yeah. out that long as a guy that owns him in at least one league that I'm a title contender this year. I'm really hoping it's not that yeah. long. But, yeah, like you said, Watkins, as long as Hill is out, Watkins is a legitimate must-start every single week. No he's doubt. Got, he's, big, he's got big playability. He had, nine, he had nine catches for 198 yards, which, yeah, that's a crazy high average, like, yards per catch, but – not all of those were bombs down the field. He's got good size. He's got good speed. He can make a lot of things happen. And another guy, before we move on to tight ends, that we got to talk about is Jameson Crowder. That dude had 99 yards, so he didn't quite get you that 100-yard bonus. I, know I play in some leagues where that's a thing. 
but he had 14 catches. 17 four, targets. That's 17 insane. Targets, catches. Like, he what? Had 14 catches on the day. So, I own Jamison Crowder. I played him in a couple leagues. I benched him in a couple others. But he got you 24 points, and he didn't even catch a touchdown. All that the dude did was catch everything thrown in his direction. So, I think that that is something that could maintain this year. I, like Quincy Anunua, when he was healthy last year, was that guy, and I think Crowder's the one that's that guy. I got Crowder in a lot of leagues as my late, late round wide receiver sleeper, and I am very happy about it. Oh yeah, he was going. Man, if you were if you were in a Yahoo draft, people didn't know what they were doing in cash leagues. They wouldn't even draft him sometimes. Like he was going in the 14th round or not. Yeah, that's that's an amazing pickup. I mean, if you're in any sort of PPR. And I mean, just to kind of give you some, you know, like 17 targets, that's that's insane. Lamar Jackson threw the ball 20 times. <laughs> so, like, and I'm pretty sure Darnold only threw like 23 times if I thought. Yeah, and Darnold, that's another thing. That's another thing for Crowder is that if Darnold takes that next step this season, which he should, that's the kind of pedigree he has. That's, that's what he was drafted as. If he can take that next step this year, then Jamison Crowder is going to become a very nice floor PPR play every week. I mean, I, I don't, I don't doubt that in any way. So um, let's go ahead and move on to tight ends. We spent our time there on those long bomb receivers. Um, who, who you got there at tight end, man? Um, I think you, I think we got to talk about T.J. Hawkinson. Evan Ingram was great. He was exactly what you wanted him to be. He's tight end one as things stand right now, and I don't think anybody's going to pass him. But T.J. Hawkinson was a monster. He had six six catches, 131 yards, a touchdown. He had nine targets on the day. So Matthew Stafford, when he was throwing, he was throwing quite often to T.J. Hawkinson. Hawks got great running, a great run blocking ability, so he's going to be on the field. Um, They they paid Jesse James this offseason to come be the tight end, and clearly T.J. Hawkinson is going to be the guy. So I love his upside. Um, I unfortunately I didn't get him in Dynasty at all. I got a couple friends that did, and they're very pleased with it. Um, if you play, if you start him yesterday in DFS, I know you're super hyped about it. Um, I don't know that he's going to put up these numbers every week. I just I don't see the guy putting up 25 fan it's 25 fantasy points. It's just I don't see that happening. But I think that he has this upside, especially if Matt. Stafford is what and I know you said earlier that you thought he was far too low in rankings and I had a similar opinion I drafted him as my QB2 in a couple super in a super flex league that I'm doing this year and I'm happy about it I think that I could have done much worse um I like Hawkinson's upside with it I think he's a safe play that whenever Stafford needs a bailout guy Hawkinson will be there he's sure-handed so um so I think so Hawkinson's the guy I want to talk about he was great um, and I think that if the team had gone to him more, they probably would have won instead of tying. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Lions, I mean, if, if Hawkinson, is, if he's the real deal, and of course it seems like he is a first-rounder, you know, uh, hopefully a lot of teams don't want to take that first-round pick on a tight end unless it's a for sure. And I mean, so, I mean, hopefully Hawkinson is coming in with a lot of pedigree. Um, he is that guy, and the Lions are full of weapons. I mean, it's it's kind of funny for a team that everyone was ripping on. I mean, ripping on so hard. Then why are you drafting all their players? 
<laughs> like we got Galladay, Marvin Jones, uh, on Johnson. Now we got Hawkinson. Like, but they're so and then Stafford's like they're they're not that they're not that bad. We can't all have their fantasy players and then just be some trash team. So I think the Lions could be a team that you know kind of surprises people this season. Sadly, they aren't a very hard division. So, and I mean, my dad is a big Bears fan. I always tell him that. It's like, man, you guys have a ridiculous division. Like, the Lions are going to be better this year. And like that team, like that, God, I would hate to be in that division as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> so The Lions have such a rough schedule coming up, too. Like, it's, it like, they needed to win this game because it does not get easy after after that, after this week. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, man, that's, it, it, it's, it's going to be tough for them coming up. And that's, and that's unfortunate because I really feel like their team is coming together, but you know, they are in that division. So good luck boys. All right. So the guy I wanted to talk about, um, you know, Evan Ingram, you mentioned him. He had, he had a great game there. Uh, but the guy I wanted to talk about is Delaney Walker after coming back from a couple injuries now missing all of last season, uh, this was a guy that was a top five, the top five tight end in fantasy in fantasy football. I think for two years in a row before he got injured. So, I mean, the upside of him is 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 awesome. I think because he's one of the he's one of the best options on that Titans team. They don't have a million, um, so I, I would say he's going to be a good tight end. I don't know if he's going to be a top five tight end, but um, you probably drafted him what in the you know, 12th, 13th, 14th round. Um, I think he was maybe, his ADP was maybe going up a little bit towards towards when the season began. But um, this is a guy, you know, six targets, five receptions, 55 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he has amazing red zone upside. Uh, he's a big, big, strong guy. Um, and then, you know, I'll throw out Mark Andrews too. Honestly, I, I for some reason, I didn't buy into that at all. I have zero shares of him. I don't know why. I just wasn't I don't. They're they're full with I think tight I have ends. One share of him. I don't know what league, but I'm pretty sure I have one share. Well, of him it just somewhere. it's just weird because like they have Hunter Hearst and he was drafted like what in the was the first or second round, and so like they just have all these guys. I just I don't know. I I stayed away from it, but he went nuts. Of course, five tar. I mean, eight targets, eight receptions. Apparently, he just catches every ball that's thrown his way. Maybe that's Miami's fault. Some I don't know, but he had 108 and a touchdown. Um, and then, of course, Vernon Davis had some ridiculous run. <laughs> that that dude. I mean, yeah, honestly, that was great. Yeah, no, his run was great. But honestly, good good for Mark or good for Vernon Davis. Um, obviously, everybody knows the story. His grandfather passed away on Saturday, and then he goes out and scores on like the very first play. It was crazy. And by the way, and so you were kind of confused. One, Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst, both first round tight ends. Oh, okay. The Ravens are great. I'm pretty sure they drafted a tight end like two years before in the first round. So I'm pretty sure like three out of four years they took a first round tight end. <laughs> so what I was going to say about Mark Andrews is, so Hayden Hurst, yeah, they drafted him in the first round, but he's 26. He's 26 years old. Mark Andrews is 23 years old, oh, and he's wow. a more natural receiver. Mm-hmm. So I think you've got a younger guy in Mark Andrews who played at Oklahoma where it's a more wide-open scheme, which is what um, – they want to do now with Lamar Jackson being able to throw the deep ball. Mark mm-hmm. Andrews isn't going to be catching 40 yard bombs, but he has that up the seam kind of, he has that up to the seam factor that you got with guys like Jimmy Graham and um, Austin Hooper, Vernon Davis in his prime, like he, Vernon Davis can still do some stuff, but he's not what he was. Mm-hmm. So, so I think Mark Andrews has got the upside. Um, like I said, I have one share of him. Um, I targeted other tight ends this year, but I think I, 
but I have one share of him, and I'm happy to have that one share. I think that he's going to continue to be a good focal point of this offense. He's not going to put up 24 every week. He's not going to triple his ex- like expected point total, but he's going to. I think he has the chance to put up, I'd say like 12 a week. Wouldn't be surprising. Like if he catches like like three balls for 30 yards and a touchdown, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, for sure. I can. I mean, I can definitely see that. And I mean, just looking on Pro Football Focus, um, the the snap shares were very like even too. So, Mark Mark Andrews did this on <laughs> not not being on the field all the time. So that's that's insane itself. So there must be some real some real talent there um, for sure. So uh, yeah, man, this is a great show. It was great having uh, Gage on here. Um, he brought he provided some amazing insight. Um, I've honestly, you know, not talked to him a lot. Just brought him on here today. He had a lot of good stuff to say on Twitter, um, so I brought him on here, and it was really, really good having him on here today. Uh, did you have fun? I had a good time. Um, for those that aren't following me on Twitter, it's at G Bridgeford NFL. Come and just harass me for being terrible or whatever. I don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's great. To, it was great being on here. Uh, anytime you want to have me on feel free to hit me up. I'm always on, I'm always on my phone, always uh, willing to come on and help out. Cool, man. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we're going to be recording a couple of more shows uh, this week, so hopefully I can get you on one of those, no doubt, man. Sounds good. All right, bro. You have a good one. Same to you. All right, boys and girls, that's going to wrap up the show today. Remember to go to fantasyhoodies.com, put in mentor at checkout for 10% off, and then visit my website, fantasysportsmentor.com. This baby is going to be on Apple soon. We're going to be rocking it big, boys and girls. I'm out. See you next time.